Hello, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 24 of the We Are Speaking Podcast. During each weekly 30-minute episode, we address some of our favorite topics, including American history and culture, government, education, and politics from a Black perspective. We are very glad you're joining us today. The podcast is brought to you by our company, the Team Owens 313 Global Creative Community. We offer branding and marketing services, including training and group coaching and one-on-one coaching to independent writers, creative and solo professionals, and very small business owners. You can find out more at our website, teamowensgcc.com. That's team, T-E-A-M, Owens, O-W-E-N-S, G-C-C, at gcc.com, teamowens313gcc.com. As a free or paid subscriber to the We Are Speaking publication, you can access the podcast episodes through the website or on your favorite podcast player. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And something exciting, I don't know if you heard, but we are in the top one-third of government podcasts on Apple Podcasts. That's excellent. We're number 233, so we're excited about that. My name is Pamela Hilliard-Owens, and I am one of the co-hosts of We Are Speaking in partnership with my husband, Keith, and business partner, Keith Owens, <laughs> who also wrote and performed the intro and outro music for the podcast. And speaking of Keith, here he is. Hi, Keith. Hey, good to be here once again. Okay, as of today, which is October 22nd, I believe it is, it's time to vote. That's the name of this podcast. That's what we're going to be talking about. And we're going to be talking about this from now until November. Because even though we say that, it seems like we say that all the time, this really is the most important election of our lifetime. Because with all the other, with all of the other issues that might be on the ballot, democracy is the number one. Literally, our democracy is on the ballot. So we want to talk about why it's important to, to vote and what's going to what the Democrats are for and what the Republicans are against. And Keith, first uh, talk about how you and I vote absentee. Yeah, you and I have voted absentee for uh, for quite a while. Basically, uh, as a matter of fact, what we've done kind of had a fun with it. We you know get on our bikes and take our ballots down to the uh, city clerk's office and, mm-hmm. and drop it right there. Um, and in 2018 here in Michigan, as you know, we come from Detroit, Michigan. Here in Michigan, we voted to have no excuse absentee voting. And we that was uh, proved overwhelmingly by the, by the citizens in the 2018 midterm elections. The Republicans, because we still have a Republican legislature, the Republicans tried to scale that back and they're still trying to do that. But for now, in Michigan, it is extremely easy and easy to vote, whether you want to in person, whether you want to vote early, because there are a lot of early polling places open here in Detroit. I think for the three weekends before the election, there are like 10, 15 places around the city where you can early in person. But then the absentee ballots, every two years for every election, you have to request them. You have to request the ballots. Our Secretary of State sends out the applications, not the ballots, but the applications to everyone. And the Republicans are trying to say that's cheating. No, it's not. We get things, we get things in the mail that we didn't, that we don't want all the time. (laughs) They want us to get all these credit cards and they want to give us a loan for $40,000 and other things that we get in the mail 
And the ones that don't interest us, we just throw them out. If you get an absentee ballot application, then, and you don't want one, just throw it out. But if you do want to vote absentee, you again have to fill it out and send it back in. And what you can do, because it comes out in June before the primaries, and so you can check whether you want to vote absentee for the primary and for the general. And if so, you send that back. They let you know that they received your application because that's separate that from the ballot. And then once they've received that, then they will send you the ballot just before the primary election and just before the general election. And you can fill that out, and which is, which is great, especially if the ballot is long. You can sit at your kitchen table, go through it very easily, take your time and go through it, sign everywhere you're supposed to sign, put it in the right envelope, and then you can either drop it in the mail or you can drop it in the drop box. And here in Michigan, unlike states where they're trying to close the drop boxes, like Wisconsin, Arizona, places like that, we have drop boxes everywhere, which makes it very easy. And, as, and like Keith said, we live about a mile and a half from the Detroit Election Commission, which is on West Grand Boulevard. And so we just get on our bikes and ride down there to the drop box, put it into the drop box, which is always open. And then there's no fraud or anything. It's just like putting something in a mailbox. And then we drive our bikes back home. And again, here in Michigan, it is so cool because when you sign up for your absentee ballot, you can sign up for texts. Uh, that they will send you, and it is so cool. We usually do our ballots on a Saturday because we ride our we have the time to ride our bikes on a Saturday. So when we put in our absentee ballot on Saturday, on Monday we get a text: your ballot has been received. And then on election day, when after the ballot is counted, we get another text: your ballot has been counted. And so everything is barcoded. There's no fraud. There's no way to. You know, and our regist- our original registration where we had to register with our driver's license and all of that. That continues to be good because we haven't moved. Nothing has changed. If for some reason we moved to another house, another precinct or whatever, we'd have to go and probably register again in person that one time. But we've been in our house for 23 years or something like that. So nothing has changed in all the... Hmm? about About 19 years, something like that. So nothing has changed. So the first time that we registered, yes, we had to send in our our driver's license and all of that, but that's already on file. And so now everything is barcoded. And so when we send in our absentee ballot, that's barcoded and that's how they follow it. And that's how we get, we get a, a text that it's been received. We get a text when it's being processed and we get another text when it's being, when it's been counted. So that way we can keep up with it. But the, for those who, a lot of people just like to vote in person. That's fine. Well, also I would, I want to insert when we started doing, taking our absentee ballot down to the uh, election, election commission. commission. Also remember this was during. Uh, COVID. I, yeah, yeah, COVID and the other guy's term in office. So remember, right. with the, all the problems with the mail right. at that time. Right. Um, and they, and, and in voters, 2020. 2020, and voters were actually being instructed you right. know, to take it down there to make sure that it, to make sure that it gets there. Because who knows? I mean, they made all kind of crazy things. Right, 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 right. And it's, it's, it seemed to be, you know, writing itself back more now. But I think that's one of the reasons why we still are, we're not as concerned anymore right. about shenanigans like that. But still, and it's, and it's fun to ride bikes down there and do mm-hmm. it. But it's still just a feeling of, you know, being able to put your ballot right there in the box. And feel more and, and as that. a matter of fact, our Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson, she even sends out an email and puts an advertisement and all that about a week and a half before Election Day that it, it's kind of late to mail it in just to make sure. 
just to make sure, either vote early or drop it off or whatever, because you can also drop off your absentee ballot and one of the early voting sites. Mm-hmm. So like, like I said, we're only a mile and a half away from the nearest drop box. Mm-hmm. But for other people who may be farther away, there's an early voting place for, n- near them. And mm-hmm. so they can drop off their absentee ballot there too. And so the whole point is to make voting as easy yes, as possible. Right, exactly. And right now exactly. in Michigan, we're very, very lucky because our Secretary of State has done everything to make voting. It's already, it's transparent, it's tracked, and it's, it's there's no fraud, and it's easy to and vote. one of the proposals, matter of fact, Michigan Proposal 2 would allow nine days of early voting prior to the elections. Right. And to continue to allow registered voters without state ID to sign an affidavit affirming their identity. And those are among other items that are supported. Mm-hmm. So we're all, um, we're glad like, to live in this state and also have an extremely good Secretary of State. Right, right. Who's do, doing all kinds of things like, you know, that to help improve voting. And um, because that's so essential, especially in, in the times that we're that in, we're, that we're in right, right, now. right now, because mm-hmm. that is what is extremely under uh, assault. Right. But, and even even Bill Barr, <laughs> the former attorney general, who was a mess until a week after Christmas or whatever, when he resigned after uh, uh, the former guy lost the election, he even said, uh, because the former guy tried to say that uh, here in Detroit, they, there were all kind of shenanigans in the 2020 election and that they were bringing in truckloads of ballots in the middle of the night. Even he had to correct them here in Detroit. Detroit is the largest city in Wayne County. But Wayne County is the largest county in the state. And we have lots and lots of little precincts and little towns and all of that. All of Wayne County's votes are brought to downtown Detroit because uh, Detroit is also the county seat. So it's the largest city, but it's also the county seat. And all of the votes from all of the precincts in all of the counties, including some of the cities in in, in Wayne County, that are the whitest cities in the country, because people who don't live here think that Wayne County is only Detroit. And that's not true. And we need to keep in mind, too, because you're talking about, which is very important in terms of the way that the voting process and the ballot process works and, and all the... They were trying to completely misrepresent right. what was happening in, in Detroit and in, in Wayne County. But also, remember during the 2020 elections when Trump and all and other Republicans are trying to make all these charges, and they were the ones creating the problem. Right. When they were sending busloads of people from outside Detroit right. to bang on the windows to all, oh, because at that, it's called Huntington Place. Now it was it, called it, TFC. It, it, Center, yeah, TFC Center. Center, Center there, right. time. It used to be Cobo Hall. Right. And so they were sending people down there and banging on the windows to disrupt the vote. And also there were people inside right. who were trying to disrupt the vote. Right. And But I think, it, and I, I has done a piece about this before because I thought it was, to me, it was also it was also amusing just in terms of the spirit of Detroit, black women, because with the people that, that were down there, right. and I, I was telling somebody, I said, they really think <laughs> that you're going to scare a room full of black women <laughs> just by banging on some bots and pans outside of a window. Right. I mean, and, and, and see and what, that's, right. And that's what happened. And the, but the thing that was, was energizing about it was just that, not that as other people would always want to say about Detroit, Confrontation, screaming and yelling. They were extremely professional. Right. Because it was mostly, it wasn't limited. It was mostly, largely women because most, mostly women volunteered, I believe. Right, right. But, but when they were under assault or being attacked and being, and, and being yelled at, et cetera, but they just calmly kept the vote. They because had, they, they have, nothing. they have closed caption, closed circuit uh, cameras. Yeah, right. So you can stand outside and see what's going on inside. Right. But what I was going to say is that after the, polls close at eight o'clock, any of the the tabulations and all that have to be brought from all over right. the county. And 
some of the county is like 30 and 45 minutes away before you get to the end right. of Wayne County because the county is so huge. Right. So they have to first collect the ballots, put them in a, in a secure box, right. and then drive them all the way downtown. Right. So when when boxes of ballots were being delivered at 10, 11, and 12 o'clock at night, that is why. Right, exactly. And, and, and so all of this, you know, they're, they're bringing in boxes of ballots. Yes, they are bringing in ballots, ballots, boxes of ballots from all over the largest county in, in Michigan. And so when I say that to say we have to watch our votes being cast and we have to watch our votes being counted. And we have to vote, period. Well, well, first of all, yeah, we're just assuming <laughs> that you're going to vote right. first, okay. But but, um, but but that's exactly it. Everything that Pam brought up, but when we're talking between now and election day, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. focusing on the importance of the vote, because there's so many, there's a lot of issues related to that. But the overall point of that, of voting and, and encouraging others to vote, because and as we've said any number of times on this, and we're not the only ones saying this, every election, obviously, or any number of elections, you you talk about that this is the most important election ever. And so it's almost like the boy who cried wolf. Right. But it's hard to emphasize how true that is this time right. around. Because if we do not get uh, hold on to the Senate, and hold on to the House and and re-replace certain governors, et cetera, but particularly hold on to the House and the Senate, mm-hmm. what can happen to this country? Right. And that's what I done. wanted to get back because a lot of people, I think in the last couple of months, people are starting to see what Joe Biden has done right and what the Democrats have done right with all of these um, good programs that have come in into place, but including Joe fulfilling his, his campaign promise. When he was campaigning, he promised to nominate a black woman for the Supreme Court. He nominated her. She got, she, you know, she got through the nomination process, through the uh, nomination process, and she was appointed and she is seated. And uh, Katan, J- Associate Justice Katanji Brown Jackson has not only has shown. Now, first of all, she has more judicial experience than more than half of the justices that are sitting on the Supreme right. Court. So, and but that shows a couple of weeks ago they started and she, you know, sometimes when the justices start, they kind of sit back and watch what's going on. No, 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 no. She was ready. And and so you want to follow that because she's even though the even though Democrats are still and the left wing is still in the minority, what she's saying can does have some sway. So that's important. And so that was one of the campaign promises that Joe uh, fulfilled. The other was marijuana. He said that he was going to try, he was going to get marijuana to not to be devastate so many lives. Okay. And so what he did with marijuana is, is to, he can only do it on the federal level. He can't do it on the state level where most of the people are in, in, in state prisons. But in the federal level, he pardoned everybody who had been uh, uh, um, accused of, of possession. Having, accused of possession. And not only did he pardon them, but it is off their record. So next time, extremely, extremely important. important. So the next time they want to go get a job, go to school, get get credit or whatever, that's not on. That's on their record. And he's and he's and rent and rent. Yeah, rent. rent an apartment, all of that. So that's really, really important. And what the Republicans are trying to say: Oh, if you legalize marijuana, you're going to have all this crime. No, I and I always go back to prohibition when alcohol was prohibited. Uh, that was one of one of those. I can't remember. I have to look at the amendment when it was prohibited. That's when crime went up. That's when the mafia and all all Al Capone and all those people and shootings and murders and all that and speakeasies and all that. But then once alcohol was 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 again that they took another uh, constitutional amendment to bring alcohol back, and then all of a sudden the crime stopped because there was no there was no need to have the underground. Right. It's also important to uh, note 
also but when you because you as you mentioned the Republicans are trying to tack this on to uh, to crime. And right. of course, anybody knows anything at all about marijuana. Mm-hmm. But lo- it's one thing if you want to talk about crack or something like that. But when you talk about marijuana, attaching crime sprees from some from marijuana mm-hmm. is just ridiculous. Right. But beyond that, the because the Republicans don't have any issues. I mean, and they're any waiting, policies, any policies to, to promote mm-hmm. in terms of what they're trying to do to promote, to make this country better or to repair anything that they're, they're waging culture wars. Right. Well, part of that, and that's being seen across because they all march in lockstep. Well, what they've latched onto as their, their pseudo policy is crime. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, it was across the country now, all of them, right. you know, Herschel Walk, all of them now, are they accuse their opponents of being soft on crime. Right. And and some of the Democrats have responded quickly enough. Other ones kind of got caught off guard, but I think now they're catching on. Right. And the crime issue, as as has been noted, is 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 is, is cover for race mm-hmm. because they're, what they're looking at. This is what if you don't take care of this, this is what black people right. will do, what, what brown people will do. Right. This is what doing there, and this goes back to the whole reason when when cocaine mm-hmm. was 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 criminalized. And in the New York Times, there's a great book called Snowball Snowblind by Robert Sabag, I believe it is, and what it details is that. When they were not, because cocaine used to be in Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. Well, when when they were when they began to realize some of the effects, and they weren't weren't having success decriminalizing it, they began to have stories appearing about cocaine crazed Negroes mm-hmm. assaulting white women. Right. Those stories appeared in the New York Times, right? and that was what shut it, you know, shut it down. So this whole strategy. And then you have Willie Horton in mm-hmm. the modern day of this whole strategy of dark, you know, darker skinned people who are starting crime sprees. It has has been going on for as long as this country. Has been and they existed. did that with marijuana in the early 1900s. Yep. They, That's they, right. they associated marijuana with black people and with Mexicans. That's right. That's and they say that, mar- that smoking marijuana leads to higher drugs. The only reason that would happen is because when marijuana was illegal, you'd have to go to the drug dealers to get it. And of course, they want to get you on something higher. But when you can go to a store and buy marijuana, and now let me say, if you don't want to smoke marijuana, don't. Just like if you don't want to drink, don't. But for those who do, it is not a drug like fentanyl, like cocaine, like heroin. And so now that you can go to the store and get it, you aren't exposed to drug dealers who try to get you on something higher. Okay. And and it's legal. And just like alcohol is legal, just like cigarettes are legal, all of those are addictive drugs. And marijuana is not addictive, by the way. Right. We have to go back. That's very important. That's very important. Marijuana is not not addictive. addictive. Cigarettes are more addictive than marijuana is. That's one of the reasons why the dealers like to get their their followers on something more addictive. That that is addictive. Because that's money. That's business. Right, right, right. but no, you're right. Marijuana is not is not addictive. Plus, it's been shown to be good for certain things. Right, right. The mar- mar- medical marijuana is a, is a real thing, and so it helps that marijuana and medical marijuana are legalized. It's already legalized in I think 20 states already. But I, I just we just said that kind of got off on a tangent right. because that was one of Joe's um, campaign promises. Right. And it's important. I mean, when you point that out about what he's done, I mean, marijuana is one, but any number of things that he has done, mm-hmm. and it's so important for the Democrats to hype. All the things that he's right. done, because the one thing that we've noticed that the, that the Republicans are, are exceptionally good at is distraction, right? And the, and the, and and, the, and projection, the, yeah, right. And the issue of crime is one. Whenever they can scream and shout enough, and tr- because many of us who can't stand the other guy, you get tired of seeing him. But that's his specialty: right. is making sure 
that he and what he wants to talk about is in the news mm-hmm. because, because he knows whatever absurd it is, how sickening it is, whatever, it gets covered. So within all the great things that President Biden is doing, mm-hmm. they don't get high up in the news or get covered because the other guys is is making noise. Right. And and, and that's whether stuff that even stuff he doesn't necessarily want in the paper, but all we hear about is what's happening related to him. We almost hear never hear anything. And when you go back and look at all the things that the president has actually done. Mm-hmm. It is remarkable. Right, and he's doing this with nobody. I mean, it was incredible what President Obama did. Right. But Biden surpassing him. Yeah, and Biden has surpassed President Obama, our beloved number 40, and a lot of things for a lot of, for several reasons. Number one, Obama had to fight the racism. Okay. And, and the only the only thing that and, and he came he came in at the Great Recession. So he brought us out of the Great Recession, but his first two years when he had the House and the Senate his his pet program was the ACH, the American uh, Affordable Care Act, and he and Nancy Pelosi got that done. But then for the uh, for the, all the other six years of his both of his administrations, the Senate was in charge. The Republicans were in charge of the Senate, and they would do nothing for him. The House too. So, but but in but because Biden came in with a whole lot of other issues, but not coming out of a recession, and so he was able to do a lot of things. Bring, bring it back. And one thing that Joe's doing right now, all the Inflation Reduction Act and the Infrastructure Act, all of these Republicans are saying, are, are, when using the uh, infrastructure money, th- that something's going to get built or a highway is going to get fixed. These Republicans will show up and say, oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. They, every single one of them voted they, they against voted that. Against and, and Joe's p- pointing them out. He's pointing well, them out well, one by one. And, and that's the other thing about about President Biden in terms of when he, part of the reason why he's able to surpass because yes, a, a President Obama came in with the racism and he surpassed and, and the recession and, and every economy is about to go over the cliff, etc. But in terms of uh, uh, obstacles, they both, I mean, they're different obstacles, but they're still oh, uh, so I mean, many, some, so many. And I think Joe may begins begins more, but the de- but the uh, but the deal is is also that. That's where experience comes in. Right, right. You know, exactly. His, 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 his amount of experience, because his experience is what helped President Obama get things. Exactly. You know, that together. was another, that's one of the main reasons Obama chose, chose him. him. Someone helped him navigate that, you know, because he was, well, you know, President Obama was brilliant, but that But brilliant. he was only in the Senate for like two years? Yeah. I mean, I think maybe a little more. Maybe a little bit more than that. But, um, but I mean, and, and how smart you are if you don't know where the bones are buried. Yeah. Right. And when you have somebody who knows how that goes. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's really serving President Biden well so well now is that he you know it, it with even with you know the divide you can't with the divided house, but as divided as it is, he's still able to lo- locate certain because some things that he's passed with partisan that nobody ever thought would happen. Right. Because he knew how to work the politics right, right, to make it right, work. I mean right. so it's it's a lot there. So so we wanted to remind you that and we want to remind you also about what the Republicans want to destroy. Okay, we were we when I say we I mean the government was able to get insulin capped at $35 a month for senior citizens and those on Medicare. People who are not who are lower than 65, they still have to pay the high prices for insulin. And I read somewhere today that people like uh, Ted Cruz and Rand Paul and JD Vance are saying that Diabetics are just lazy people with with bad diet, not realizing number one, there's a lot of type one di- diabetics, and number two, diabetes is not just bad diets and bad habits. But no matter how or where you got you got, if you 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 need insulin to live, 
not not to enjoy like marijuana, but to live. And so the Republicans stopped it, stopped getting the thirty five dollars per month with people below Medicare. Okay, and so there's a whole lot, millions and millions of people who are still paying too much. Seniors got a break, but everybody else did not. Okay, and then also those of us who are on Social Security, like me, Social Security is going up. Uh, eight and a eight point right. seven percent starting right. in January, right. and the Medicare Part B, which is the hospitalization part, right. is going down. So I figured it out. I'm going to get on my Social Security check. I'm going to get almost two hundred and fifty dollars more per month. The Medicare going down. Explain that. What is the, that Medi- the Medicare A is when you go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Medicare B is when you go to the hospital. So you're not getting as much for that. No, 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 no. The no Medicare B. I'm paying 175 dollars. Well, the amount that you pay is right. The amount that you pay. Right. I, I out of my Social Security check, I pay 170. It's 175 or 149. It's a lot of money mm-hmm. per month for Medicare Part B, which is the hospitalization part. Mm-hmm. And so that's going down by about 50 or 60 dollars a month. That's a lot. Which you know because it comes out of your Social Security check, and then your um, Medicare Part A and your Social Security that's going up. So, but but. Republicans want to stop that. They want to stop the the increase, the COLA increase in your Social Security. They want to stop Medicare and and, and Medicaid. They want to have to vote for it every five years because they consider that an entitlement instead of instead of an insurance policy. And that's why we have to vote against it. And I think and and I will say this. Obviously, you know, Pam and I are completely 100 percent, 120 percent opposed to that. Right. But I will say that is. That that is as opposed to a culture war. Mm-hmm. That is that is a legitimate difference of opinion. Right. Okay. Right. Whereas I have friends who who believe okay that that they think society is better when you do not have a social safety net because people can take care of themselves, etc. I completely disagree. Right. But it's it's a point of discussion. Right. Okay. Right. That's right. a point of discussion. But you have things that the Republicans are bringing up that are not points of discussion. For example, like what you said, where Ted Cruz is saying that diabetics are just lazy people. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm diabetic. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not insulin dependent, but I bet. But when you point out that once again, it's the disinformation, it's right. the lies. Right. That's the real problem. It's one thing when you're talking about opposite sides of a legitimate issue and saying, mm-hmm. I think this works better. Uh, trickle down economic right. has been proven to be does not work, but you can d- debate that. Right. But the things that they are throwing up against the wall now are not because the, basically because they can't win. On those issues, because even on legitimate issues, when you're talking about trickle down, trickle downs and proven not to work. Right. Social safety net, what the, all the claims they make against social safety net issues, which they've been opposed to ever since President Roosevelt put them in, have been proven to be false. Right. They want to claim that, you know, because their whole belief is that that business take care of right. business. Well, you take care of business, business takes care of society. That's never worked. Right. That's right. never worked. Right. I mean, we can talk about it, but all the facts are, are there. But the bottom line is because they, that's where you have I mean, two things in play and why it's so important to vote, but also why it's to, important to be not just vote, to be an informed voter. Right. Because it, obviously those policies favor the very wealthy. Mm-hmm. and the, But... The very wealthy make up a, a, a very small minority of this country. Right. So obviously not just them that are voting for the right, policy. Right, right, right. So obviously a number of people are extremely uninformed right. in terms of what this actually means. Mm-hmm. Because they, go ahead. You know, no, I'm just saying that these are some of the things because of the other thing that the, that in the House they want to do is spend their entire time impeaching people. Yeah. Okay. They'll take away the committees from all the Democrats and they'll, they want to impeach 
Joe Biden. They want to impeach Kamala Harris. They want to impeach Merrick Garland. That's all they want to do is revenge. Nothing that'll help you. So in the last couple of few minutes that we have, remember what the Democrats have done. Are they perfect? Of course not. But um, they have done so much and they will continue and expand on that. Remember what the Republicans will destroy if they get back into power. So we want you to vote early and absentee if possible. Check your registration. Check your voting place to see if it's changed. Check that your vote is counted. And also vote for your state legislature. Here in Michigan, it, we, we are three seats away from having a Democratic legislature. The, Republic, the Republican legislature, we have wonderful Democrats at the top of the ticket. But the Republican legislature wants to destroy everything that our Democratic governor, our lieutenant governor, secretary of state, and attorney general are doing. So we only need three seats in Michigan, three Democratic seats to switch the legislature. So and that'll be huge. In that's, that's huge in Michigan and it'll be huge everywhere else. So if you are in a state where it's close on your state legislature, look at that and look and, and look at that carefully. And that's what we're talking about in informed electorate. That's that's as important as, as getting your vote in. So Keith and as you can tell, Keith and I are very passionate, <laughs> very passionate about this, very passionate about this. But we want to encourage you to get informed about your voting location. Oh, one more thing. Speaking of voting location, Rick DeSantis in Florida, you know, they just had Hurricane Ian, Ivan, Ian, Ian, right. What he has done, what he did this week, the Republican counties that were hard hit by um, Hurricane Ian, he is giving them expanded voter help with their voting, leaving the polls longer, earlier, early voting, help to get the, the voting places repaired. He's only doing, and that's it's so obvious, he's only doing that in Republican counties. The couple of Democratic counties in, in Florida are not getting that same help. It is so obvious. So those are some of the largest counties, like Broward right, County. Right. That's the largest county in the Well, they aren't, they aren't getting this right. extra help because of, of Hurricane Ian. So just, we just want to implore you to check with your check your own stuff, your own everything about you, and then all of your friends and relatives all over the country. Because we must. And and his his the, the party in power, you know, loses in the Congress. We can't let that happen this time. Right. And so uh, we'll talk to you next week about something else. But meanwhile, check everything with your voting and 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 let's uh, keep the House and the Senate in Democratic hands. Absolutely. Thank you. See you next time.